Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Danny and Dusty. It's not your problem, Doc. You don't have to mix up in this. That is a hell of a thing for you to say to me. With Danny Meringue and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. Go ahead. Go ahead, skin it. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. I'm your huckleberry. The Fan. Hour number three, old Danny Meringue there. Uh, Looped. Looped. Sometimes it uh, gets the best of us. Looped. He, uh, he, he wanted to do his daily hit. He said, I'm ready. I said, okay. There it is. There it is. Uh, getting it, Fighting on the internet still. Never change, and he never will. That's what we love a Danny for. No, it's beautiful. His tweets always make me laugh, especially yeah. right now, because like they make enough sense, but there's always like one thing in there that's just like a little off. Like there's a yeah, little misspelling, yeah. a little grammar. So it's like your little you, red herring in there. <laughs> if you know, if you know what he's going through right now, you know, and it make it makes yeah. me chuckle every yeah. time. So, but he's doing well, feeling good, and that that that's the good news there. He's very 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 sore, uh, but we appreciate him coming on. We pre- really do appreciate him coming on. Um, so at the combine, it's not just the the rooks that are going to be getting their action uh, on the field and in the interview room, uh, trying to raise their draft stock. Which, by the way, Christian Gonzalez, he ran his second forty four three eight four three eight, pretty fast. That's what he wanted. Like now, now you're talking that that gets him into the top ten there, um, because those are the target numbers. Four 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 on his first attempt, that was good. Four three eight. Yeah, you're different then. Well, I forgot the name of the kid I just saw too that ran a four two one. Yeah, yeah, these guys are. It's, Man, it's, is it's that the record? Freaky fest. Not quite right. The I record was four one nine. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And then they always say Bo nice. Jackson ran like five tenths faster. I think four two one may be it. I don't. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know. I just know the one year they were offering the free island, and John Ross still wouldn't wear the Adidas. He wore the Nike. He beat it. But he... I mean, I am a swoosh bag through and through. Like I, I'm Team Nike. Yeah, same. Uh, if I win an island, I'm gonna wear Adidas for that forty. Like exactly. I'll do it. Exactly. You know, you have to sign the contract. I'll go yes. run it in Crocs if I have to. Yeah. Uh, you know what I would do? I would say I run that in four two whatever, and I break the record, and then Never I go wear them again. I go and sign with Nike, and then tell everybody my first Nike commercial is. You think that was fast? Look at what I can do now. Look at me now. 
Exactly. And uh, you, you make a little bit more money on the top. That was the it's thing great. I never got about John Ross. Like, he knew he had a chance to break it. Yep. He knew that if he ran him in Adidas shoes, he would get a free island. Like, how cool would it be uh, to have the yeah. Firefest Island? I think not cool. That place was kind of dumpy. Uh, <laughs> but, but the whole island? But having an, own island, an island. Cool. I think part. I think the catch was, like, you had to sign with Adidas, too. And that may be, it may be just a bridge too far. You know, you know what? Mm-hmm. I will sign with Adidas if they will give me an island. God bless you. Look at I you. I will. Look For the you. people. All right. Uh, but outside of the stuff with the rookies, business is done at the NFL Combine. This is where... The veterans' trades start being negotiated. People uh, are getting moved at the NFL Combine. Also, we start hearing about the business that is being done to retain some players. Today, Tom Pelissero, the NFL Network, uh, reported that Josh Jacobs is going to get the franchise tag if they can't work out a long-term deal with him uh, in in Las Vegas by Tuesday's deadline. That kind of makes sense. You're not gonna. You don't have the quarterback to use it on anymore. So go in and, and keep him there at a more reasonable number for one year. I still don't get why, because he had his fifth year option. Mm. He should have his fifth year option right now, but they chose not to re-sign him or not to extend him on the fifth year. But now you're going to be paying probably more money on the franchise tag, and we all knew that Josh Jacobs was a guy that you wanted. Yeah, uh, it doesn't make any sense why they made these decisions last offseason to screw themselves this offseason. Oh, I got a very simple reason for that. Uh, Raiders. That's true. That is true. That's, That's true. true. That's right. Raiders. Their owner has stupid hair. They must make stupid decisions. He got decisions. a different haircut, apparently. I thought it was got back. A new dude. Oh, he's back. Oh, I thought he brought it back. Like, it was there, and then it was gone, and now it's back. <sighs> Damn. Okay. Um, but the other news out of it is um, I, don't, I don't know if the, I go this far. But multiple reports are now saying that the next $40 million man at the quarterback position would become the ninth ever to do it. Average $40 million a year will be Daniel Jones for the New York Giants. Makes sense to me. Does it? Yeah, I I think that there should be plenty of people who overpay for crappy quarterbacks. That makes sense. It is the Giants. They are known for overpaying Eli for crappy quarterbacks. At least Eli got him Super Bowls. Did he or was he a part of some really good defenses and had some good running backs and got lucky that he stopped throwing the ball to the other team? Well, what he did was he went... Frank the Tank, he'd black out during those playoff runs. He took care of the ball, never turned it over, and really just played into the strengths of truly elite and really historical defenses. Their pass rushes in both of those uh, Super Bowl runs were incredible, like ungodly pass rushes that they had. They were getting to the quarterback with four. Sometimes they would get to the quarterback only rushing three. They didn't have to blitz. And what does Souk talk about all the time? If you can get there with four, you can have everyone else back in coverage, and you don't have – you allow yourself a freedom of not having to leave someone one-on-one. And in those situations, he did good not turning the ball over. He took what the defense gave him. But I would not say that he's a good quarterback by any stretch of the means. I don't think Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. What I think you have in New York is a great coach. I think Brian Dable is an incredible coach because he designed a system that worked for Daniel Jones. Shoot, even look at Buffalo this year. As good of a year as Josh Allen had, and you can make the argument like, well, he hurt his UCL. But I do think there was a slight drop-off in their production from when Dable was there 
to this last oh, year. Absolutely. Absolutely there was. So you're looking at a coach, at least offensive mind-wise, who is in the top five, if not higher, in the NFL. He can make anybody look good. And last year you saw him make Daniel Jones look good. Is Daniel Jones worth $40 million? Absolutely not. But Brian Dable might have got him into the thirty to thirty-five million dollar range. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I think that that number, like thirty and, and thirty-five, when we are talking about quarterbacks, that is going to be very reasonable. And forty is a lot. We, uh, it sounds like a lot of money. Think of where the cap's going to be in two years when new TV deals kick in. The cap is going to grow exponentially. Inflation. Just like we look at, you know, a lot of the the contracts that that were considered bad at, when they signed them. Even like Patrick Mahomes' deal is, we we were like, oh my god, how are they going to continue to win when he's making you know on this half billion dollar extension? It's not a really unreasonable number that he's going to be getting um, as you move forward because the cap is going to grow so much. But forty million for Daniel Jones, that's different, man. And I don't know if I if I trusted at the beginning, and maybe you have it as one of those. Make sure you have outs, and this is what teams need to be in wise up to. If you're going to give him $40 million, make sure after two years you have the ability to cut mm-hmm. bait and run without having you know, the Aaron Rodgers $50 million of cap, dead cap where it goes up as the contract goes on because nobody wants yeah. that. You have to have an out with Daniel Jones. The big thing about Daniel Jones is the unknown of his receivers. Like Isaiah Hodgins, who's Oregon State guy, he was fantastic at Oregon State. He was fantastic this year in the playoffs. You need to have a better number one option than Isaiah Hodgins. And you grabbed him halfway through the year. And halfway off a scrap, through the year. Off of a scrap heap, mm-hmm. you pulled him off of there. You need to have, they need to get him help in a big way. And then you can start deciding, and I think that's why you have the outs after two years, because if you can develop him, and just like he did with Josh Allen, who had accuracy issues, if you can continue to see that growth from Daniel Jones, He'll be worth $40 million a year. Right now, though, he doesn't have the weapons and does not have the track record for a lot of people to warrant that kind of money. And I get it. Yeah. I get it. But this is the this is what you I, – I, it's going to be mind-blowing to see what Daniel Jones kind of goes through. If the Giants want to call his bluff and say, no, if $40 million is your number, go test free agency. I wonder what he would get from anywhere else because I think forty million is also we know that you we have the coach where if we're tied to him, he is going to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's the case if he goes anywhere else. No, and I think it's one of those things too where it can get into posturing, right? Like the New York Giants, they didn't pick up Daniel Jones's fifth year option nope. last year, and so now it's hey, I went out and I proved myself at least for one year. So now I want to go out and say I'm going to hit you where it hurts. I want my money. I need my money, much like JG Wentworth. I need it now, and so they're going to posture say it should be forty two. I think you're going to see it come back into the thirty to thirty five million, and. As weird as this sounds, when you look at 30 to $35 million, yes, he's still a project. For sure, Daniel Jones is still a project yeah. because you got to figure out, was that just like, hey, he had one good year like Carson Wentz, or is this going to be what he is for the rest of his career because Brian Dable is that good of a QB developer? But when you get to $30, 35000000 million, that's not that much money for a quality quarterback, which you hope he can turn into. Put it in these terms, $40 million average annual would not put him in the top five highest-paid quarterbacks. If if her average annual 
value. Not in the top five. No, because you'd have what? Deshaun's over him. Patrick you, yeah. is over him. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron. Russell Wilson, Kyler Russ, Murray, Deshaun yeah. Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen would all be ahead of him. He would be in the same realm as Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, and just above Kirk Cousins. I think thirty-five Whoa. million is where you want to be at. I think thirty-five. That's is, the Kirk number. I think that's where you want to be at too. But uh, if we're going off a of last year, and I know this is kind of crazy. That's about the caliber of guy that he played with. Mm-hmm. Now, his first three years, he was way worse, and we're looking at him more of like a Zach Wilson type guy, right? Yeah. But if you can keep developing and you have this offensive mind who is proven to develop players and proven to build a team around them, 35 for him, if he can continue to play the way he did this year, it's not that crazy. No. It just looks crazy right now because you remember – Joe Judge and Daniel Jones, and you don't really, you haven't really come to totally understand Brian Dable and Daniel Jones. Um, this is, you know, this number says, oh my gosh, if Jones gets 40 million, I'm terrified to see what Burrow would get. Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, they're going to make a lot of money. They're going to make, you, we could be talking $55 million. Well, I mean, Daniel Jones isn't going to be the highest paid quarterback in this free agency. No. Lamar Jackson's going to be in the 40s. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody will give him 40. He's Somebody... got an MVP, even though he has a lot of the same issues accuracy-wise, but he is such a dynamic playmaker and can create with his legs as well. And the, Daniel Jones has that, man. He's fast. Remember when the Turf Monster got him? Yeah. He, he was hit. He hit the sniper the, hiding like, in one the of the trees? fastest in the NFL. But oh, yeah. Lamar can create. He'll get he'll get more than 40. He's got an MVP behind him. Yeah, they're going to get paid. Lamar is going to really get paid. He's not going to get Deshaun Watson numbers, but he's going to get a nice little paycheck. And it wouldn't shock me if he wasn't in Baltimore anymore because they don't want to pay anyone because they paid Joe Flacco a butt ton of money. And that's the real number. And after they paid him that amount of money, he sucked. So free agency this year is going to be a lot, a lot of fun. I can't wait to turn Adam Scheffner notifications on. Is that what you're going to do? Uh, yes, I am. Do you not get a certain joy out of turning his notifications on? I, I don't. Turn, I turn on Woj notifications right by Ooh. the NBA trade deadline. The Woj bombs. Dude, I love it. Not Shams. I'm a Woj guy. I'm going Woj. It's okay. Everybody, it's like, uh, you know. You got to pick your team. You have the uh, Calvin sticker peeing on Shams right now. Well, that's, that, that's what you have. It's very, it's very much like cars. I'm in an open relationship. I go both ways with them. Oh, that's that's good. Do you ever use both of them at the same time? Like, because sometimes you know, Woj will have slightly different numbers to Shams. Right. Well, yeah. In that case, I just go with who's up first. Because oh. they'll both say like sources say right. Yeah, so. What if one says source and one says sources? Does that immediately mean they're more, more credible? More than one. Yeah. There's more than one. It's plural. Mm. Uh, by the way, Jeff Russ, do yourself a favor and grab your drop. Um, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. You you go ahead and you do that. Um, you know what you did. You know what you did. All right. Uh, weaponizing the new rules. Next on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sunday, Monday, happy days. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy days. Thursday, Friday, happy days. The weekend comes. My cycle hums. Ready to race to you. Danny and Dusty on the fan. All right, Will Ortner. Hey. hey. Happy days. Happy you know. days. Okay, have you seen an episode of Happy Days? No, I just know that the Fonz is in it and Family Guy made fun of it a lot. Hey. That's about all I got. Yeah. The term jump the shark? Yes, it's because he jumps the shark on the, uh, is yeah. he on water skis? Water skis, or skis? Yeah. Wakeboard. yeah. Uh, wakeboarding was not a thing then. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's awkward. All, all I know is that he's Arthur Fonzarelli, and then he became yeah. a wonderful football coach in The Waterboy. That, that's right, he did. And a great acting coach in Barry. Have you ever seen the show Barry? No, that's one on the docket. Like, I got to get into Barry. Yeah. Um, I started that one and just forgot about it. I did, too. I got to get – see, because I like the main guy. It, it's Bill Hader, right? Bill Hader. I love Bill I Hader. I love Bill Hader. Bill Hader's really funny. So eventually I need to get into it. I just have this problem of, like, there's a bunch of things I need to get into, but then, like, I got a new phone, so I have to ask my mom for all the passwords to all the different streaming sites. And I watch a lot of YouTube. I'm sorry, man. I listen to podcasts. Yes, being 25 is really tough. It's hard. It's, it's difficult out there really for you. Well, I think hard. you can rent your own car now, can't you? Uh, yes, it's cheaper now. It is. Yeah. Of course. You don't have to take I don't, out the I can't, liability insurance. I can't afford to rent a car, um, but I could if, if you I wanted, wanted to. to. <laughs> yeah. Right now I'm saving up for LASIK. We're going to start with that. Hey, look at you. Look yeah. at you. Well, dude, I can't afford contacts, so <laughs> I got to get LASIK. Now. Maybe Rop knows someone good. I hear, I hear him he does, doing spots he for does, him. He does. He does. Oh, that would be King, King Lasik. Lasik. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, yeah. maybe they'll want to do something yeah. with me. Maybe you can get him for like, if I buy one eye, can I get the next can eye I free? Get, can I get one eye half off? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See if you can get like a layaway plan where, uh, you know, you get the first one and then until you pay, you can, then you get the second get one. The second one. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Or maybe I'll learn to take out a loan. Don't do that. Um, just, just... Don't do that. What you should do is just save your money. You're on the right path there, Will. Save the money save and the money. get the... Uh... Just save your money up and then get your get your, get your your eyes done. Um, baseball. Speaking of eyes, you know Max Scherzer. He has... Uh, his eyes are different colors. That's so cool. Aren't dogs that have that the cutest? Uh, like Australian Shepherds? Yes. Yeah. Very cute. Great. Um, he is not an Australian Shepherd. Max Scherzer is a pitcher in baseball. He is cute, though. Yeah. Not a lot. Um, and the New York Mets pitcher was, he was very much against Pitchcom. Do you know what Pitchcom is? Yeah, it's where, like, back in the day, they used to give the signals yeah, and, you know, the, and... The, the middle finger, and that's yeah. when you threw it at their face. Yeah. And then now they just, like, hit a button. Yeah, it's it basically, you have, like, a calculator thing, and that's how um, teams avoid the Astros, is... Uh, you you won't get your signs stolen if you have a code that is sent from the catcher to the pitcher. And for eons, baseball has operated under 
Catcher looks to the dugout. Dugout gives a sign to the catcher. Catcher gives it to the pitcher. That has to change because we have the pitch clock now. Um, and Max Scherzer uh, has, was against Pitchcom. He hated the idea of it, did not think it was a great idea. But now he's adapting. And he absolutely loves the um, new pitch clock because it's giving a pitcher the advantage mm-hmm. in that he knows that base runners have an advantage because they know a pitcher, if he steps off the rubber twice, that's it. They have to, they you have go. to come in you home. Steal. Yeah, you're going to be seeing got a lot more guys steal. Well, Max Scherzer's weaponized the pitch clock knowing that batters only have one timeout. So yesterday in their game, Scherzer came to uh, the set position, and the it took too long, so the hitter called time. When the hitter called time, Scherzer didn't move out of his set. He just stayed laser-focused in. So when the timeout was over and the hitter gets back in the box, Scherzer knew that guy couldn't call another timeout. He's only got one, and he burned it. So he started right from his set going towards the plate, and he's using that to uh, as a weapon, right? He's also flipped the script on pitch comm because the dugout to catcher to pitcher takes too long. He can't shake anything off. So what he's done is he's attached the pitch comm calculator thing, keyboard, Mm -hmm. to his glove, and he calls his own pitches now. So he can work faster, move faster, and catch hitters off guard. The pitch clock is now working for the pitcher as a weapon. Which is beautiful. Use it. That's what it's there for. For, In every sport, from the beginning of time, you have been trying to figure out a way to get a slight tactical advantage. I love this from him. It's so right. smart. And you know it's going to get copycatted. And by the time we get into actual games that actually matter, everyone's going to be doing it this way. Because you can go through the system. You can call the pitch that you actually want. And if for some reason the catcher doesn't want it, he can be the one that calls time. Or he can shake it off real quick and you can do something else. It's beautiful. And it's going to get hitters by surprise because everybody knows hitters have their whole routine. Mm-hmm. You know, like I used to tap one side and I tap the other side and then I kind of did like a little swing and then I put it up. And if you're pitching in the middle of someone doing their routine, it's going to throw you off. It's the same reason why teams used to call timeout and try and ice the kicker. It throws the kicker off. It's beautiful. I can't wait. I actually love the pitch clock. I and do I, too. I know that like John Sukanik and the other baseball purists hate it and I get it because it's totally messing with your game. But at the same time, it's going to make the game more exciting. And I really do think it's going to get more young people like me, because I'm young, to get into the game and watch the game. See, I, I applaud Max Scherzer for being one of those old baseball heads who didn't like the idea of the pitch clock at, the, at first, mm-hmm. did not like the idea of pitch com at first. But guess what? He adapted and said, how can I use this to my advantage? And I think that in, in baseball especially there's been so long where they look at it the wrong way. It's like, it's very old. Why are you, why are you working against me as opposed to how can I use this to benefit me? And I like Scherzer who's going out there and saying, no, screw it, man. All right. How, how can I weaponize this? How, how do I make the hitter's life more tough instead of everybody's talking about woe is me? No. How can I make this benefit me? And he has, so I'm here for it. I'm here for all of it. It's beautiful. And you talk about the pitch clock. You see Wandy Peralta's at bat. Yeah, two days ago. Oh, yeah. Didn't that thing end up on my TikTok, the entire at-bat? Yeah, we can play the entire at-bat for you. A 20-second at-bat. 
That's a little quick pitch right there. <laughs> but Wandy Peralta, quick pitch for the clock. How about he, that? He got the 16 <laughs> seconds there, or he's got the thir 12 seconds there, I think. And now Tukapita's down two strikes within eight seconds. <laughs> wow. Don't need no pitch clock. That's the at-bat. He struck him out. That that was it. That's the, awesome. The guys doing the game on uh, it was at the Yes Network. They didn't even have enough time to talk. Like Vince Scully's story time is not going to happen when when you have guys working that fast. AT and T Sportsnet, by the way. AT and T Sportsnet. That so to, no. that to me is that will get young folks like you back into the game if it's that action-packed. Not everybody's going to work that fast. Not every batter's going to allow it to be that fast. But you know what? If you have at-bats like that, that shortens the game so dang much. Well, and it's the action of it all. And I get it. Like, the purists are going to hate it. Mm -hmm. And I'm interested to see how it will affect going to the ballpark because that was some of the big allure of baseball. One, Young kids like me could afford it. I can afford to go to a Mariner yeah. game on a Tuesday night. It's not that bad of a drive. I can go in. I'm going to hang out all day. I'm going to drink, you know, have a good time, have a couple hot dogs. It'll be great. I don't know how the pitch clock affects that. But where you were losing younger viewers is on TV. People don't want to watch 162 games, at least that are my age. Well, how do you speed it up? You get more action into it. I think NBA basketball at times can be extremely boring, especially when guys are going up there and just chucking up threes. But do you know what I spent two hours talking about with random people at a Vancouver bar? The fact that the Sacramento Kings scored 176 points and the Clippers <laughs> scored 175. Yep. It's going to speed up action. It's going to bring back stolen bases into the game because, like you said, if you have a pitcher that takes two steps off the rubber, that runner can now go. Yep. And so it, it adds in more offense or the opportunity for more offense and love it or hate it. It's what most people love. And it's going to bring more people back into the game. Text 503-864-6326. This text says, I don't get it. They have a screen to look at or a numbered. How do they know which pitch is chosen? So, okay. One, either the pitcher or the catcher has a keyboard and they, they, they instituted this last year. They have a keyboard Mm -hmm. And they push a button. The button then sends a signal to the an earpiece in in the pitcher's hat. They put it in like the brim of the hat, mm -hmm. and it's faint. It's like a faint beep. So if it's like beep, that means fastball. Beep beep, curveball. Yep. It's very faint though. So even a batter wouldn't be able to hear it. And if you if they need it again, the catcher can give like the this or the pitcher can give the signal, hey, I need to hear that again. And they can just resend it really quickly. Well and they can all be different too. Think of like when you look at a quarterback in the NFL or at least what they used to do ten years ago, they had the play sheet. It's the exact same thing and they've got fastball and and also it's baseball. The way you flip your glove or the way you do different mm -hmm. things, depending on the pitcher, is going to say, oh, hey, it's a curveball or it's a curveball down low, fastball up high, stuff like that. It's all, And it's going to be different from pitcher to pitcher, so that way no one can do some Houston Astros trash can stuff. Easy now. Um, you know what you did. Yeah, I know. Hey, way to go, baseball. You guys are catching up with the times. Thank you for that. Yeah. Hey, speed Thank it you. up. Everyone likes it a little faster. You know, sorry, our attention spans are gone. Hmm. Um. A little update here. We get a contract extension in Nick Saban. He gives 
a little nugget to the future of the SEC. That after us with SportsCenter. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. Night Rider? Yeah! Whoa! That was such a guess. Night Rider, you got it! Check out the big brain on Brad. Yeah! Not Ooh. dumb after all. Will Ortner, ignorant. Not dumb. <laughs> okay, ignorant, ignorant, not dumb. Yeah. Ignorant, not yeah. dumb. Yeah, that should be your tagline. Ignorant, not yeah, dumb. Yeah, there's a lot of times people. That'll be the name of his uh, show when he gets his own yeah. show. Will Ordner, ignorant, not dumb, not dumb. Yeah, kind of dumb. All right, but very ignorant. Uh, Knight Rider starring the car. Kip. Ooh, Kit. 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 Close. Kip was uh, the brother from uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, great show. Great uh, also, uh, Mr. Tom Hanks' character in Bosom Buddies. Yes. Uh, uh, Bosom Buddies? Yeah, yeah, Tom Hanks was in a short-lived sitcom. Called Bosom Buddies? Yeah. Bosom Buddies? Yeah. He and Peter Scolari. And they were uh, cross-dressers, correct? Yes, oh. they posed as, they dressed as women, they posed as women because they had to find an apartment. Yeah. The only one they could find was in a women-only apartment building. Yes. Oh, no, I get that. I've, yeah. I'm, I'm dealing with similar things right now, trying to find an apartment. Oh, Again, also, uh, I understand uh, why they did again, it. Again, when you get your apartment, Will Ortner, ignorant, not, not dumb. dumb. Also, uh, with uh, Dan Aykroyd's wife, Donna Dixon. I do not know who Donna Dixon she is. She's the blonde. Nor do I know that Dan Aykroyd was married. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Do you know Dan Aykroyd's big into ghosts? Well, wasn't he in Ghostbusters? Yeah, yeah, that's like a real thing. Like well, in real life, like he like lived in a haunted house or something growing up. Or, I read too that not? apparently the first draft of Ghostbusters was a far, far darker theme than what wound up getting made. Was he like trying yeah. to branch out? He's like, I am no longer SNL. Here's I'm, a bag of glass. I'm no longer a <laughs> a blues brother. Not a uh, wild and crazy guy. We have night back to Night Rider. David Hasselhoff. The great mm. starred in Night Rider. He what? That's where he got his start. I thought he was. Uh, no, he starred. The... Start not started. He oh. starred in it, and he, it was before Baywatch. I was gonna say I thought he was yep. hanging out with the hots on the beach. That was after you graduated. That was from well that. before Baywatch. And the car kit. Kip. Nope. Kit. Kit was voiced by uh, the actor that James was Mister Feeney in Boy Meets World. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that guy. Um. I, I don't remember his name. name. That one leaves me for some I, reason. I know what he looks like. All interesting fact. I think he has an open marriage. Mister Feeney. Feeney. I'm pretty sure Mister Feeney has an open marriage. Not that I've actually seen. I mean, Boy he's really Beach old World. to be having that. I think he has an open marriage. I know the Silicon Valley guy did. The, like the main character in that, Thomas Middleton or something like that. I don't know. I got sucked in one time. I was like. On Twitter, and it was like famous open marriages in Hollywood, and I'll I get right out of town. I had to go in there and go search it up. Am I right? I don't know. William Daniels is Mr. Uh, Feeney. He is ninety five years old. He has been the um, he's been the, like the object of a lot of dead hoax, death hoaxes. Yeah. Well, that makes it's like sense. oh, Mr. Feeney died. It's like yeah, don't make it too believable, people. You know, like that. What's <laughs> up with the death hoaxes? Why do we got to? Why got to prematurely kill people? I and mean, we got enough people dying anyways. 
We don't need to kill Mr. Feeney. Um, all right, let, let me see. William yeah. Daniels, Open Marriage. Wow, it comes up on yeah. the Google. According to People Magazine, yeah. I think at least at, at worst case, they both cheated on each other a lot is what people is telling Bonnie me right Bonnie Bartlett Daniels. They were good looking. They were good looking in in their early age. See, but that you're talking about 95 years old. Like we're we're talking. This was in the 70s or 60s that they were uh, first married. Hey, free love, man. Yeah, that's like the perfect time. Oh, Everyone yeah. was hippies back then. Yeah. People were doing stuff, listening to Jimi Hendrix, having a good time. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You learn something new every day, Will. Yeah. Well, and uh, think you, about it too. Like you, the old folks' home, that's where a lot of like the yeah, big oh. uh, STIs are coming out yeah, of. That's right. This is all making sense. I'm on that he is in an open marriage. All right. Um, Chip Kelly got an extension through 2027 at UCLA. Good for him. Uh, uh, Did he earn it? I don't know. I'm not. Uh, there's no correlation between Mr. Feeney's open marriage and Chip Kelly getting an extension. I want to make that clear. Well, it sounds like he was in an open marriage trying to like find other teams, or, maybe. Or maybe UCLA was in an open marriage trying to find other coaches last year, and then he made him fire his entire support staff. I would say he's earned it. He has increased his winning percentage every year at UCLA, and they finished the season uh, ranked in the top 25 for the first yeah. time since 2014. And he signed the, the his best prospect. They had an incredible class out of the transfer portal last year. Uh, that one makes sense because you don't want to go into the Big Ten with a lame duck coach, which which is what they would have had if you go into 2024 uh, at, at UCLA, your first year in the Big Ten, and then I think it would be the following year Chip Kelly's contract would have been up. So they extend yeah. him through 2027, give him a little bit more of a leash, and he's done a good job there. He also has a, really a good job there. He has a track record, too, of when he was at Oregon, and I still think – while he leans on that a little bit too much, it is going to be a reason why teams are going to give him a longer leash. Chip Kelly is not the innovative party He's crasher old. that he once was. Because when he was at Oregon, he, he he did. He changed the way that the game was played. He sped it up. It was There were other teams that ran zone read and had zone read principles. But the pace that Chip Kelly played with that offense and simplifying it, it revolutionized the way the game was played. He doesn't have that anymore, but Chip Kelly still is one of the best coaches in college football. He, he really is. He came into a UCLA program with his back against the wall. He can coach some damn football. He's the original pitch clock. He sped really everything up. Yeah. And what was it? They want to get a play every 14 seconds, something mm-hmm. like that. The, now everybody does it. So you have to mix tempo, right? Sometimes you go fast. Sometimes you go slow. But he's a quality coach. He yeah. is. I don't know if he's going to get back to where he was, especially in UCLA, because you are. Yes, you're in L.A., but you're always going to be second fiddle to USC. True and even in the Pac-12, I think you kind of became second fiddle to Oregon. And if UW gets going, you can fall behind UW. When you go over into the Big Ten, you're definitely playing second fiddle behind Ohio State and Michigan. So I think UCLA, they have to just be careful of getting the supposedest. You can't turn into mm-hmm. Nebraska, where Bo Pelini was there, and you were winning nine games every year, and you were competing but you wanted to be better. You got rid of him. Scott Frost sucked. And now I don't know if you'll ever be back to that level of prominence. With UCLA, if you have Chip Kelly, he seems like he's getting better every single year. This year he kind of popped. If you don't lose to Arizona, you're a 10-win team, right? Yeah. You were right there. He has this track record. Give him the extension. And then just trust that, hey, we are going to be a quality 
eight to nine win team. And hopefully, you know, we'll have a couple years where we get to 10, 11, and we're going to have a couple years where we're down at six and seven. It just yeah. is what it is. All right. And then also we have a little, uh, a little nugget here. The SEC is officially going to nine conference games. Nick Saban, Thanks. I guess, went on a cop podcast and he said that uh, because there was this idea that they would go one and seven, have a one uh, rival or one rotating opponent in seven divisional games that you would play. Mm-hmm. What I guess they are going to be doing in the SEC once Texas and Oklahoma play is a, a three six model where you have three uh, permanent rivals. And then you play six rotating opponents in in the conference, and nobody knew what the SEC was going to do until Nick Saban um, started complaining. He said, "I've always been an advocate for playing more conference games, but if you play Bull. more games, I think you have to get three fixed opponents. Right? They're giving us Tennessee, Auburn, and LSU. I don't know how they come up with that decision. <laughs> Such a crybaby. Well, he just said they're giving us. They are giving us." Uh, Tennessee, Auburn, LSU. Those are your rivals. They are your rivals. rivals. He's going to try and work in like, no, Vanderbilt is our main rival. We play for the Golden Book against Vanderbilt because they're a smart school. Those are your main rivals. But this is classic Nick Saban. He started complaining, you know, whenever changes happen that could affect his dynasty. It's why he's a great coach because he's always going to posture to get the calls. Why do you see great coaches? They're always the ones who are complaining the most to the referees because they want it, right? They want to win, and this is how they do it. He's going to complain about it, and hopefully maybe he'll get Kentucky or Vanderbilt in there instead of one of those other teams. All right, uh, we wrap it up on this Friday next. Danny and Dusty on the fan. On the Odyssey app and 1080, the fan. Is it the facts of life? <laughs> yes, it is. I guess it does kind of give it away in there, doesn't I was it? Say, yeah. Russ in the break was like, "There's no way Will yeah. gets this one." It just says the he facts said, of life. I would be stunned if well, Will got this. I did one. say that, but have Are you ever you seen stunned? an episode? Are you aware of the show? No, no, not at all. Uh, Blair. Tootie, Joe. Natalie. Natalie. Wasn't George Clooney in that show? George Clooney was in that show. I thought he was in ER. He was. This was was way before ER. Whoa. And also before Roseanne. He was in Roseanne? He was in Roseanne. Yeah. Who was he in Roseanne? He was Roseanne. I don't. No, I don't think he was <laughs> Roseanne. I was like, the only person that I know from that show is Leonard from Big Bang Theory. That's all I know. John Goodman? Oh yeah, that's right. Holy I, smokes! I I forgot. I forgot John Goodman was in that. That's not fair. I I love the Big Lebowski. Oh my gosh! I forgot. The only he guy was in... I know is Leonard from the Big Bang Theory. He... John Goodman. I forgot John Goodman was in the show. I never watched it. Oh man! Hey, thanks for coming and partying, man. I appreciate you. Hey, thank you for letting me come in here and party. Uh, if you see me at Monster Jam, give me shout outs. I'll be there. I'll be there um, next week. Uh, we'll have a we'll we'll have a roulette of guests. Ooh. Hopefully, you can come in and join me again next week. Right? I would love to. Sound? Whenever you want me in here, I will gladly come. Okay, you you want me to want you? Yes, yeah. baby. Cheap yeah. trick, baby. Will Ortner has no idea no, what I love, we're both referencing. No, I love there. cheap trick. Okay, you you do. I want you to want me. There you go. Okay, there he is. All right, up next, you got prime time with uh, Isaac Everett Rob.
Brian Buckley as well. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you Monday from noon to 3. This has been Danny and Dusty on 1080 The Fan. Bye. My wife just closed the door and let me let me be in the bedroom, and I she made the mistake of leaving me with my phone. If I go both ways. Sucking on a chili dog. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.